going to do is we're going to have a little discussion first and then a little talk also. And uh, Dayogaranga, who asked me to speak on the uh, success account, which I can do. So we can chant it together. Chito Dharmapajanam Parahadavani Nirvapanam Shreyakariravachandrika Vitaranam Vidyavadu Jeevanam Anandam Bodhivardhanam Pratipadam Purnantitasvadhanam Sarvatmasnapanam Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam <laughs> so let there be all victory for the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which can cleanse the, mis the mirror of the heart and stops the misery of the blazing fire of material existence. That chanting is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. It is the life and soul of all education. The chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. It gives a cooling effect to everyone and enables one to taste full nectar at every step. So this translation is from uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita and it's, it's a little different than the one that we find in our uh, Vaishnava songbook. One sec. And uh, so the Chitta Dharpan is the mirror of the consciousness, oh, or the mirror of the heart. So it's interesting that the heart is, is described as a mirror, because it means a mirror is not independent. Uh, a mirror is always reflecting something. That's, it catches an image and then projects that image. So in this way, we are never independent. We are, our consciousness, our mirrors, and are meant to reflect the Supreme Personality of Godhead at all times. So it's never that we are just on our own. We're always looking for something else to, to inspire us. Now, on the material plane, we're looking for a material person to inspire us. Uh, and then, but it all happens in relationship. And that is our, our nature. So it is our nature to always be in relationship. That is there. Chitu darpanam marginam. Marginam means cleaning the mirror of the consciousness. Um, so that mirror of the consciousness has been, see the Prabhupada said, has been covered by the dust of material existence. Uh, there is so much material activity, and whatever material activity we do, it creates dust. As soon as we get busy, it creates dust, and that dust lands on the mirror of our consciousness. In other words, everything leaves a reaction. Whatever we do uh, leaves a reaction in our consciousness. This is described as the karma, that for whatever action, there's the reaction which gets stored within the heart, the kutam, and that stock of reactions is there. So basically, that is the dust on the consciousness. Um, and, uh, yeah. Bhava maha davakni nirvapanam. This bhava is, is not meaning ecstasy, but bhava is also a word used for material existence. Why? I don't know. That you have to ask a Sanskrit scholar. But somehow or other, it is so. Huh? And like the bhava sagar. The bhava sagar is the ocean of material existence. And uh, that's it. So bhava davakni, uh, dava agni, dava nala means forest fire, uh, a blazing forest fire. 
Yeah, Australia right now is the place. I was there not so long ago and sitting in the middle of a whole bunch of fires and the nearest fire was 80 kilometers away and I was in a forest. Somehow or other, they put me in this place outside of the city in the forest. <laughs> and I go, what you do that for? <laughs> There's a forest fire going on. And 80 kilometers away, you know? It wasn't far, huh? Sort of like I was on alert, you know, like 80 k's. <laughs> they go fast, these fires. Anyway, so material existence is like a blazing forest fire. Um, that means, really, it has a momentum of its own. There's nothing we can do. It is totally overpowering life in the material world. Uh, and when we think that we are in control, we're in illusion. Uh, we're in illusion. Sometimes we may think that we are in control of the material energy, but that's not a fact at all, because it is a blazing forest fire. It has a life of its own, uh, and whatever it will do. And of course, we, we sing Sansara Dava, Nadali the Loka, the people that are afflicted by the uh, forest fire of material existence, and the spiritual master Ganaganat from... Uh, who puts out the rain cloud of material existence. I lost my verse. Oops. Come. Yes, it's back. <clears throat> then, so, nirvapanam, so this, this forest fire of material existence can be extinguished by this Sankirtan movement. Sriya kairiva, huh? Shreya means then good fortune, but long-term good fortune. So, prayas, immediate good fortune, and shreyas, the long-term good fortune. Shreya kaireva chandrika vitaranam. Kaireva is a lotus flower, and it's a white lotus flower. And this lotus flower has a unique feature that it opens up at night when the full moon is out, or when the moon is out, then that lotus opens to the moonlight. So that's why it is counting as a symbol for the bhakti, which is developing in this age of Kali. So the bhakti is also opening up in the darkness. Seya kaireva chandrika. Therefore, this kairava chandrika, it opens up at the moonlight. Uh, that is one explanation. Uh, Prabhupada translates it here as, uh, he says, this chanting is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. Mm. Yes. Um. Vijavaju Jivanam. It is the uh, it is the life of and soul of all education. Yes. Yes, and that's also explained by uh, Ramananda Rai that there is no education other than Krishna consciousness and pure devotional service. That is explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, of course. Uh, not everyone may, in everyday life, see it like that. Some of you may have degrees and and diplomas and and whatnot. I don't. I, the only diploma I have is a swimming diploma, <laughs> which <laughs> I do. I do. I have a swimming diploma, and it's important because I'm from the Netherlands. So you want to have a swimming diploma in the Netherlands. Uh, otherwise, unfortunately. Uh, I am I, an uneducated fool. That's why I'm speaking here today <laughs> um, about this matter, the matter of chanting the holy name, because it's the life and soul of all education. Uh, this is the real education, the real essence. Uh, um, Um, then we go anandam bodhivardhanam. Uh, so it increases the ocean of 
transcendental bliss, or as it is said, the chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. It gives a cooling effect to everyone. Oh, what is that cooling word? Mm -hmm. Pratipadam punam. I don't see cooling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Prabhupada edit that on. Pradhanam pratipadam at every step. Punamrita, of the full nectar, giving a taste for everyone. Uh, generally, you say, Anandam Bodhivaradhanam, it increases the ocean of transcendental bliss, and it, uh, it, it fulfills all the desires for which we're always anxious. Uh, so many desires we have, and they're being fulfilled. This is Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam, so supreme victory for this Arinam Sankirtan. Hmm. That was the the verse and word for word. And now I'll. Uh... So here we're speaking about purification. Well, this purification, when you, as soon as you say purification, it sort of creates an image of cleaning, uh, of washing. Cheto Darpanam, we're cleaning the heart. So this whole thing, it's cleaning and purification and getting a lot of purification, Prabhu. I mean, lately it's like, uh, whew, it's serious purification, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, full, oh really, a lot of purification, yes. Uh, so generally we take like that, but here we're seeing it, it increases the ocean of transcendental bliss for which we are always anxious. Your corner is somewhere here. Otherwise, there's a lot of space on the sofa. No, you really was making me the way. Come. No, everybody been making me place. You can come and join me on the sofa. Then there's a space in front of me, here. Oh, yeah, this is the most purifying place. <laughs> 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 yeah. You just go, you just go yeah. forward. Do it, do it, and, and just, just, come on. Yes, penetrating, doing the impossible, empowered. Impossible gets possible. It's incredible. Uh, you can turn your back to me if it gets too much. <laughs> That's what they do with Krishna also. They sit right in front of Krishna, but they turn their back to Krishna. No? You can see the deities. Okay, halfway then. The middle way. Turn side and look at the wall. <laughs> there you would have the deities. So now I get a lot of attention now, please. Sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. He's my friend. I like him. He's, he's creative, he's an artist, and he made some really nice music and, and good lyrics. I mean, thoughtful, yeah. a thinker, so it's appreciated. I have Venus in the Twelfth House, in the Hidden Talents. I not become famous with my music, Maharaj. Oh. <laughs> no way. But you can transcend even Venus in the twelfth house. That was a joke. <laughs> um, okay, I gotta get serious. Back to the six house to come. Um, so, yes. Um, So this purification is not only about um, undergoing different tribulations in devotional service and so on for a purification, but it is also giving us the taste for which we're always anxious. So that's very important. Uh, it's not that taste comes later and that you first have to go through a lot of purification and then at the end of the dark, of the long, dark tunnel, guess what? Then there's taste in Krishna consciousness. Not like that. 
It's like actually every step of the way they're supposed to be taste. Susukam kartamaviyam is joyfully performed. Just like kirtan is very much that process that we're having fun. Right? It's not like, uh, you know, I'm getting purified here, you know, and I'm doing this to wash the heart and the consciousness, you know, and like, oh, yes, washing it, washing it. Uh, no, I mean, that's sort of happening, but most of the time we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about anandam buddhivaradhanam, about having fun and increasing the ocean of transcendental bliss. That is our meditation. Um, so these two go hand in hand. Uh, I use the example of of eating a feast and it is being served out the Indian style where you sit in rows on the ground and they're serving all the rows and you're sitting in the bed row. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting in that row that doesn't get it, you know what I'm saying? All you have is rice. <laughs> yeah, just only rice and the other row already has the cheese sabji. So you go, hey, hey. Cheese subji, cheese subji, right? Hey, <laughs> forgetting all row. Cheese, cheese subji. Meanwhile, because everyone's eating, you start munching some rice, right? You're munching some rice, but you're not really tasting it because you're calling out cheese subji, and then finally cheese subji come, and they don't come with the pakoras. <laughs> and the chutney, pakoras and chutney, and meanwhile you're munching rice and cheese sabji, pakoras and chutney, and finally you got the pakoras and chutney and the sabjis, but they're serving already sweets in the other rows, and it's the, and the tray looked full in the beginning, but it begins to look empty, and you're starting to get worried about it, and as a result, and by the time you finally get the sweets and you had the whole feast, you didn't taste a bite. You didn't taste one bite because each time we're thinking of something else. So this is also happening in our spiritual life. It's not only inattentive chanting, but it's just inattentive living, inattentive action, inattentive everything. You sort of, uh, we're here, but we're not here. Huh? Where are we? Uh, am I uh, How's that? Yeah, it's okay. A lot of mosquitoes. Uh, uh, we're missing the point. Um, so therefore, <clears throat> we are beginning this process. And with the process, not only is the purification going on, but with the purification, also what is awakening is our meditation. The first initiation, we are basically promising to change our activities. Four regulated principles, what are they? La -di -da -di -da -da. 16 rounds, okay, we're changing our activities. And in the second initiation, we're getting the Gayatri Mantra. And of course, if you got it, then you know what it means. And if you didn't get it, you might also know what it means. But you have to... Uh, but there begins meditation. Right? In that second initiation begins our meditation. We're meditating, actually, in these mantras. Uh, each mantra has a meaning, and the seven mantras, not much I can tell you, and they have a meaning, and we're meditating on these mantras. And there's a certain progression also. So, that is what chanting is all about. Huh? Nama, uh, Nama, Rupa, Guna, Lila. You begin with the name, then you begin with the form of the Lord, then the, the qualities of the Lord, the pastimes of the Lord. And all these things will automatically manifest in the name, but not only because we are not only chanting Hare Krishna, we are also uh, doing other things. So hearing and chanting go hand in hand. And the more we hear about Krishna, the more we become inspired to chant. Uh, because when we actually start to appreciate Krishna, 
and we actually start to appreciate that Krishna is is amazing, that his qualities are amazing, then it's sort of it feels more inspiring to chant Hare Krishna. Whereas if we are feeling this is a mantra, and have to chant this mantra because it liberates the mind from all material contamination. Okay, that's good. Then we think, well, it's a good thing. It's a bitter pill, but it's a good pill. And it's not really, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, this medicine, especially in the form of japa. But it's good for you because um, it purifies the consciousness. But no, we are looking at this name is non different from Krishna. And Krishna is, is amazing. Therefore, we explore his qualities. Uh, Krishna has a chest like a doorway. So, must be quite something. Uh, and he has uh, legs, ties like tree trunks, right? Yeah. But, and then, so that's all a little difficult to imagine. But he has also mother of pearl nails, which I kind of like. That I find interested. He has uh, different lotuses, right? Lotus hands, lotus eyes, lotus mouth, lotus navel, lotus feet. Right? So there are different lotuses on, on Krishna's body. And Krishna, he is kind. Krishna, he he speaks all the languages. There's no language that Krishna doesn't speak. Every language. And I like that. Even speaks my language. <laughs> uh, but it also, it indicates that Krishna is personal. And that he cares for every living being when he bothers to speak the language of every living being. Not only of human beings, but also of animals. All living beings, Krishna speaks the language. So, it really, it says something about the nature of Krishna. There's a book written by uh, Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, one of Srila Prabhupada's godbrothers who passed on, but the book is called The Heart of Krishna. And uh, I find that a very important point, the heart of Krishna, because that's exactly what, uh, what I'm looking for. A God with a heart, and I'm looking at the heart of Krishna. Uh, the heart of Krishna shows in his qualities, like that he speaks everyone's language, shows that he is the Lord of all living beings, that he's not just selective, uh, and that he has his chosen people, and that's it, you know. And when you're one of the chosen ones, you're, you're fortunate, and otherwise you can rot in hell, of course, eternally. Uh, no, that he is like Suridam Sarvabuddhanam, the well-wisher of all living beings. So in that, I can see the heart of Krishna. Sadhanam ridiyam mayam, sadhanam ridiyam tvaham, madanyate na janati naham managapi. That the devotee, I am always in the heart of my devotee, and my devotee is always in my heart. So this again says something about the heart of Krishna. So if we're looking at Krishna is emotionally involved right, with his devotees, uh, therefore, Krishna says, Mukti dadati bhaktina karichit, that liberation I will give you, but devotional service, I don't have any. I didn't bring it today. Huh? Yeah? You're asking me for bhakti? No, I'm sorry. I didn't bring it today. I, all, all I have is liberation. Take this. Huh? You want liberation? No. I don't, I, I don't have any bhakti. Huh? No, I don't. Nothing. You know? Liberation you will have. Take it. You want? No. You. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any. <laughs> you have to say. 
But Krishna, what are you? What do you have behind your back? I have my back. Nothing. No, no. What are you having behind your back? Nothing. Krishna, show us what you have behind your back. Oh, this, this bhakti. Oh, oh. You want that? Huh? Is that what you want? So in this way, mukti dadati bhakti na karichit. Krishna is is hiding is hiding his pure devotional service because he becomes purchased by it, is said, which means he becomes emotionally involved. Right? That's the point. So yeah, and who wants to get emotionally involved? That's sensitive, right? So very reserved at first, you know, meet somebody new. So it's like, well, a little bit reserved because we're afraid to get emotionally involved. Can we trust this person? Uh, only when we trust someone do we get emotionally involved. So Krishna is the same. Krishna also is only getting emotionally involved with his devotees. Then he trusts them. Before that, no. He keeps his emotion, emotions sort of at, at a distance. By nature, he is an emotional person. But... He keeps himself emotionally aloof and therefore leaves the conditioned souls to the three modes of material nature who are basically being controlled by these three modes of material nature. But now we see that Krishna is, is emotionally involved and, involved and that he has a heart. So that makes the whole thing very interesting. Because there's two things. One is, Krishna is playing with the heart of his devotee, and the devotee is playing with the heart of Krishna. That's it. Uh, we're trying. It is said that a devotee doesn't want anything, uh, anything from Krishna other than devotional service. Yeah, but we want to see a little more. That devotional service, we want to do devotional service, but we want to capture Krishna with that devotional service. It's when Mother Yasoda is cooking special milk sweets for Krishna. She, is, she has special cows that eat special grass and therefore give special milk. And from the special milk, she makes special sweets because he's stealing. That is a problem. You know, so she's trying to, I mean, of course, it's a child. So in itself, it's not such a, it's not such a serious offense when a child is, is, is stealing. And that's not the point. The point is this stealing tendency is in him. And now he's just a child. And today it's sweets, but tomorrow what, when he grows up, what will he steal? Therefore, somehow or other, we have to cure this stealing tendency in him. But, you know, we can forbid him, but he's very wild. He's a very wild boy. And, you know, you, you, you try to stop him in one way and he'll do it in another way. Therefore, we have to attract him rather than try to block him. So, Mother Yasoda is trying to attract Krishna. And not only that she's trying to attract Krishna, but she wants to see that when Krishna eats that sweet, she wants to see some ecstasy on his face. From, you know, a semi-intoxicated look, right? <laughs> Any more of those? Uh, so like this, the, uh, the devotees, they want to see a little sparkle in Krishna's eyes. They want to see that little smile in reciprocation for their service. They want Krishna's attention. Everybody. And the devotees are competing for that. Everyone's trying to attract Krishna. 
Devotional service is Sri Krishna Akarsani. It is about attracting Krishna. And that is where the joy comes in. That is where, and that is where the eagerness comes in. And then we can chant. Then we want to chant. Nam nam akari bahudani chasarva shaktis tatarpitani amitas marane nakala etadrisita vakripa bhagavan mamapi durdaivam idrisam ihajna nanuraka. Okay, now I'll quickly look here at the word for words that makes it easier. Oh, um. Lamentation. There it is. Nam namakari bahuda nichisarva shaktis. So it says, of the holy names of the Lord, akari manifested, bahuda, various kinds, nichisarva shakti, all kinds of personal potencies. Tatra, in that, arpita bestowed, niyata, niyamitas, restricted. Smarane remembering, now not color consideration of time. Itadri sees so much, Tava your, Kripa mercy, Bhagavan, O Lord, Mama, my, Api, although, Durdaivan misfortune, Idrisam, such, Iha, in this, the holy name, Ajani, was born, now not Anuraga attachment. My Lord, O Supreme Personality of God, in your holy name, there's all good fortune for the living entity. And every you have many names, such as Krishna and Govinda, by which you expand yourself. Bhaktivinotakur mm. Ninjaiva Dharma explains in chapter 23 about primary names, secondary names, about the names that deal with Krishna's eternal activities, like Govinda taking, giving pleasure to the cows is eternal. But if you said Sristikarta, which means he who did the creation, Sristikarta, Sistikarta is a name that deals with something temporary, done in the temporary material world. So that's a temporary name of Krishna. So those names we, we don't chant, we chant the primary names of Krishna. Yes, the, like, but otherwise, yes, those names we can chant, Krishna Govinda. Of course, the Maha Mantra is more than just a name of Krishna. The Maha Mantra is an intricate arrangement. It is a mantra. It is of a full uh, combination uh, of 16 syllables. And this Maha Mantra, then uh, Krishna, Krish uh, means akarsan, to attract. Na means happiness, anant. Then Hare is a form of Hara and is referring to the pleasure potency of Krishna, which is devotional service, the Ladini Shakti. There, and then it says, therefore, by serving the all-attractive, the result, who is, who is the reservoir of happiness, the result is that one will experience Ramantanogyoyanante satchananacitatmani iti ramapadena soparam brahma vidyate that we will experience transcendental ecstasy or happiness. So again, by serving Krishna, we'll get happiness. That's what the holy name means, actually. Uh, therefore, Prabhupada says, please engage me in your devotional service, is, is again, is, I'm just translating it a little more literal, and Prabhupada a little more liberal, but it's the same point. So, and Krishna, all his transcendental powers are, are there. And of, there's no limit to these transcendental powers. One of my favorite statements is in Adi Lila chapter 4, where it says there's a competition between the love of Simata Radharani and the qualities of Krishna. And each time she finds a new quality, she loves that one also. And in this way, and then she finds another quality, and she loves that one. And there's no end to this competition between her love and the qualities of Krishna. And it's not only Radharani who goes through that, but a little bit of self-reflection 
And we, in our own little dwarf-like way, also are increasingly discovering Krishna. And as we discover more about Krishna, Krishna becomes more and more attractive and more lovable. In this way, our love may be now in, in crumb form or in drop form, but don't think it is not love. Huh? It is said, Ishwarata dadine sudha, bali sesu disat sucha, kripa maitri, um, kripa maiti. Prema maiti, thank you. Prema maiti kripa peksha. Huh? It is said, Yakaruti samadama, prema maiti. So now it is said, for Ishvara, the Majam Adhikari, for the Supreme Lord, he has prem. Ishvara uh, tadadinesu, for the devotees, maitri, friendship. Uh, for the Balisesu, for the innocent, he has mercy, kripa. And for the dvesh, for the envious, for the dvisatsu, for them, nirapeksha, indifference. So in this way, the Madhyam Arika has different relationship with different entities. And, but it's mentioned that he has prem for the Supreme Lord. But that's not the same prem that, the, that we find as the Uttama Adhikari. Uh, but it's of the same nature. So what we are experiencing f for Krishna now is also prem, but it's in a, in a more early stage. But we do love things, at least something about Krishna. Eh? I mean, so many things, right? Uh, you know, like when, when Yamuna sang the Brahma Samhita on, on a musical melody with the help of George Harrison making these arrangements, uh, Prabhupada saw that as a divine arrangement. Uh, and he took it like that and and made it and institutionalized it like that it should be played in every temple for the darshan. And that was like Prabhupada completely saw Krishna's hand in there and there was no question that it was just an, an ordinary thing. So in so many ways uh, the uh, devotees become empowered. So not only is the holy name having all power, but the holy name is empowering the devotees. And that empowerment of the devotees, that is, is the empowerment to, it is said, empowerment, Srila Bhaktivedanta Thakur says in his Amrita Prabhaha Basya, commentary on Chaitanya Charitamrita, means empowerment with the chit potency, the knowledge potency, and the ananda potency. Eternal we become only later when we give the material body. But what it means, this empowerment, is that we are able to attract Krishna. That is empowerment. When we attract Krishna, then Krishna will make so many things possible. Uh, we can see how Prabhupada transcended old age. Prabhupada was here in Mayapur and his sister Pishima wanted to cook for him. And she cooked these kachoris because after all Prabhupada liked kachoris. He cooked these kachoris and she cooked the kachoris in mustard oil. And Prabhupada ate the kachoris and then Prabhupada, after 15 minutes, he rang the bell and he said, these kachoris, these kachoris, my sister has tried to poison me. Yeah? It's just like too much, you know what I mean? They were not cooked properly. Right? And he's like getting really sick. And then he's developed since, uh, severe dysentery. Severe. And he's just like got this severe dysentery and he's totally knocked out, lying on bed, and all the devotees are getting very worried because someone at such an advanced age, you know what I mean, he goes down, may never get up, right? So it's like getting very worried that it might just, just turn really bad. And then Prabhupada says like, oh, oh, I eat eggplant and puris. 
call my sister. And the devotee said, no, no, not his sister. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Yes, call my sister. So then Pishima came and Prabhupada made her cook. He made her cook eggplant and puris. Then they brought the eggplant and puris and Prabhupada ate the eggplant puris and he said, ah, my mother would always give us eggplant and puris if he had diarrhea. And, and he was cured, you know. And then, but not 100%. Because Prabhupada was scheduled to go to London and he got on the flight. And during the flight, he was not feeling well. He was tired and they made an arrangement that the servant would go to the back so that Prabhupada could lie down on a few seats, which he never did. Uh, and then they landed, and as they were driving from the airport to the temple, Prabhupada became unwell and he had to throw up. So they stopped and he threw up. Then they drove to the temple. And then it was that Ratiyatra of 1973 in London. And Prabhupada... He was ill or not. He was going to Ratiyatra. So they were taking him to the chariot of Subhadra where his Vyasa son was arranged and Prabhupada was supposed to sit on it. And Prabhupada said, no, that will be all right. And instead, he just danced in front of the chariot and ran up and down. How is it possible? I mean, just a few days before, his sister almost killed him and he was basically <laughs> dying. And now... He was just running up and down in front of the chariot. How is this possible? One can say various things. One, on the strength of Prabhupada's own power. On the strength of his ability to disconnect from the bodily platform. Where we identify. Uh, with, oh, my back. Oh, my back. Oh, my back. Back, back, oh, back, 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 oh, my 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 back, 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 oh, my back, oh, my back, oh, my back, 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 oh, my back, oh, my back, oh, my back, 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 oh, my back, oh, my back, oh, my back, 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 oh, my 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 back, 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 oh, my 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 back, 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 one can in this way. Experience the backpack pain. <laughs> and then after a while, you know, all you can, then you've become a back. Everything else has disappeared. That's, that's all you are, a back. Yeah? That's it. There's no more front. There's no, nothing, no bottom, no top, only back. Yeah? Nothing left. This is the nature of, of how it works. Yes. So, this is how the consciousness gets absorbed. So on the one hand, Prabhupada had the ability to not allow his consciousness to become sucked into his physical circumstances, and then the consciousness would lift him above. And then if he would get busy, he would just, just sort of forget about, uh, you know, that old broken body and so on. That was one thing. And the other thing was then Krishna was there above. Uh, and Krishna would just also lend him the power. So in this way, in both ways, uh, it became possible to just transcend, transcend the, the limitations of the body. Uh, simply by desire, simply by eagerness. Uh, I saw this in Bhakti Sarup Damodar. We were in Spain, in Madrid, and we we're going to do uh, this big Maharinam, and uh, I was supposed to start, so I did. And it chanted for a whole hour, right? So after that, Maharaj sort of felt like, well, you know, I mean, you chanted a whole hour. I mean, did you leave anything, any time for me, you know? So he's just like, okay, now I'm ready to chant, you know? Now I want to chant. So, okay, yes. And then uh, Maharaj, he had a problem in his foot. He had gout, which is a, a foot problem. And as a result, he was walking with a cane, right? We even gave him a cane, you know, we had a very nice cane on the Spanish farm and we gave him the cane and he was very happy, so he made some new disciples, so he had his new disciples and his new cane and had a new Madanga playing disciple and he was really ready. And then he went. And then 
he gave the cane to someone. And, in sudden, and he suddenly stood up straight, right? Because otherwise a little bent over. He stood up straight and he started this Manipuri dance, you know? Like, <laughs> like that. And then intense Manipuri singing, right? Really like fired up, you know, jumping from left and right. And, you know, he, he totally forgot everything. If, if, I mean, just his foot, his everything. And he's just like totally up there. And he was chanting also for an hour. And he got so ecstatic. And just the kirtan was really taken off. And then at the end, at the end, he stopped. And then he took his cane and he became an old man again. <laughs> it was really amazing. Such a transformation. You know? And he bent over and he walked away. But he was very happy. And later he, he wanted a photo shoot, you know. He said like, you know, we had to sit together, he arranged it all and take pictures because he really liked the hari, you know. That was, was a nice hari, you know. And so, but these are symptoms of empowerment. Um, so the transcendental power of Krishna empowers. Empowers by giving us taste. Uh, and by taste, oh, you can do anything. Yeah. If you really want to do something, you can do it. Huh? If you're like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't do anything. Oh, squeaky door consciousness. Uh, and then, uh, but if, if you suddenly say, hey, you know, today we're handing out free tickets to, and suddenly oh, you're in front of the queue, you know. <laughs> I thought you couldn't walk. No. <laughs> no, today it's not so bad. <laughs> today it's not so bad. It's actually quite okay today. Exceptionally well, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just because desire, desire. Uh -huh. So this is wonderful to see how this desire is is awakened, and how this desire is empowering, and how in this way, not only Krishna is all powerful. But the power of Krishna begins to manifest in the devotee. Sarva Maha Gunagan Vaishnava Sarire. All the great qualities of Krishna are manifesting in the body of a Vaishnava. Sarva Maha Gunagan Vaishnava Sarire. Krishna Bhakti Krishna Gun Sakari Sanchari. It is said in this way all the uh, attributes of Krishna are manifesting in the devotee. Mm. And he becomes a transcendental personality, no longer just dominated by this body, you know, uh, by the species, you know, like gorilla. Uh, at least one of my disciples says, if you're not beautiful, then go for the gorilla look. <laughs> Guru does. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, you know, the uh, devotees then are becoming um, um, simply filled with the power of attraction to Krishna. And that is the real power uh, of the holy name. That it will attract us to such a point that nothing else matters, nothing else has any meaning. Uh, then only, only, the, only the name, only Krishna, that's all we ever want. And of course, that's a little bit more advanced than Chaito Darpanam Marjanam. That's like when the chanting goes deeper. And we see Lord Nichananda, and he's chanting with a deep voice, and his eyes are rolling, and his limbs are moving, like swinging to and fro, like an elephant, because an elephant never stands still. You look at an elephant, and it's always moving. And Nichananda is just always moving and around his feet there are all these devotees and they're like 
cowherd boys and they're also calling out Krishna, Krishna, and Ichananda in a deep voice, Krishna, Krishna. And he is chewing betel and he has jewels in his turban and he has a red iron stick and he whirls it around really, really fast. And in this mood, Lord Nichananda is looking around and is just tasting, tasting the chanting of the holy name. Uh, in this regards, I'll quickly read you something. Uh, one moment. Um, how do I search in this quotes? But I want to search now. Here, search. No. Aha. Search. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. In that abode of Navadvip, where Sri Chandrasekhar Acharya, sovereign of the Guru Brahmas, Brahmanas, shown in transcendence, hairs erect, thrilled by Krishna's name, and soaked by tears flooding from his eyes as he reeled under the impact of the name. It threw him back. <laughs> the power of the name. Then there's another one. Another advanced Brahmana, Gopinath Acharya, took to the path of hearing Srinam Japa. Then fully intoxicated with Krishna Prem, Gopinath would again and again cry out his names. He thus created a wave of song, dance and music on which he would dance like the ocean flooding its shores. These two verses are from the Chaitanya Charita Mahakavya, which is the diary of Morari Gupta. Hmm. Chandrasekhar's house is just down the road. Oh, nice place, actually. Nice place to go and have kirtan. Very nice. Instead of here, it's, it's a little bigger than this house. <laughs> ah, very nice place. <laughs> Sweet. Uh -huh. So, in this way, we can get absorbed in the chanting of the holy name. Now I will come down and sit on Jayadev's lap. Go back in your corner, huh? Yes, in my corner. Yeah.